open? Do y'all miss the cold open? You no, actually I, like the cold opens? Or, uh, uh, no, no, this is a completely scripted cold open. Bob's no, it's not. Hit, it's not scripted. This is not scripted. All right. We are at the last week of the weekend spread. It all comes down to this. Massive weeks. Overall, things are in chaos. It all, all comes down to this. Not just for the college football folks, but for us as well. I, I don't want to say it all comes down to this for a third time. I'm hitting the intro. Hello and welcome back to the Weekend Spread. I'm Bobby Howard. With me today, as always, we've got Jameson, Ty, and Boaten Blake. And folks, we are at the end of the line here for our picks competition that we've been doing this entire season from week zero to now. It all ends here. And guys, we have a slate of 10 magnificent games. We're picking every single conference championship from the Sun Belt to the SEC, from the MAC to the Pac-12, all of it will be covered. Can't wait for it. But um, look, as I'm sure all the the viewers don't care about college football. They care about the weekend spread standings. And a lot's happened. Jameson, you went 9-1 and one last week, moved into second place. You're knocking on the door with Boaten Blake sitting at first at uh, 76 and 62. You're 60, 70, 73 and 65. I'm in third, 71 and uh, 67. Just narrowly ahead of Ty, who's 69 and 69. Nice. So, a lot to play for here in the final week. And, Jameson, I, I just got to ask, what did it feel going on that hot, feel like going on that hot streak uh, last last week? It was expected. We all knew it was coming. It was coming right at the end. And let me tell you something. I should have had that 10 and 0. I really should have. Um, but I faded Rocco Becht. I should have just went with my gut. And we always knew we were Rocco Becht people. Right, Blake? Yep. Big 12 freshman of the year, I guess. That was the best Farmageddon of all time. Snow it was great. Somehow was going, great. like, high scoring. It was high scoring. The ball was flying. It was, like, pouring down snow. Like, the ground was covered. They didn't have a single shovel in sight. It was beautiful, beautiful college football. And why I got the mic right now, Jameson, you're never going to get this. You're <laughs> never going to get that 10-0. I am the king of the 10-0. I am the king of the 0-7. Nobody can go undefeated or all defeated like me. And also, too, just to twist the knife a little bit more, Jameson's <laughs> celebrating but I took Boko to the promised land. I told y'all. I used my pot of green pick on it. I knew it was going to happen. I sniffed out Jameson's trap. Didn't take. <laughs> thank God did not take that UCF game. And I went and did what Jameson couldn't do. I parted the seas. And I took Boko behind me. And we walked to that dry land. So, rough. Although Jameson has that 9-1, rough week for Jameson. It's that, that one loss is not indicative of how many L's he took last week. You keep on saying it's rough, but let me tell you something. Anything that you can do to help Texas State, I, I commend you. You say this is an L for me, I'm taking it as a W. Look, we have a long offseason to talk about this, by the way, but I think we got to propose a rule. Boko's kind of got to get banned from uh, from 
from the pot of greed because who the hell Boko, is this guy? Did you Boko take it? Are you you're yeah, bitter because no, you lost no. too? You no, I won. A, I won. No, Jameson won. is the one who lost. I won on my Boko, but the problem is three out of the four picks were Boko. It can't just be a free Boko pick. Everyone picks Boko on these. We have to make it more variable. So maybe we implement a free Boko pick, like, like a free Boko square every week, every like not week, every every, week. Uh, every season, every <laughs> season. Everyone gets a free Boko square on the slate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ty, though, uh, great week for you as well. Seven and three. You're knocking on the door of surviving this punishment. I, I got to ask, how are you feeling? I'm feeling good. Like I knew that Bobby was trending. See, I'm trending upward, right? I got bored in, in the lead. So I decided to tank a little bit mid season, go to last and then just recover at the end. So I'm trending upward. I texted Bobby, all of my picks before this, uh, as a psychological <laughs> tactic, but also, um, texted all of fact, us those picks. He is in fact a ball, not knower. Yes. Well, but <laughs> Blake is, is a ball you know knower, it. which is why he's in the lead. Jameson is, you know, dumb luck. He's in second currently. And then, um, you know, so, but I, I decided to help Bobby out. So I've, I've kind of handicapped myself, but I'm excited. I'm mostly a ball knower for the record. I'm, I'm no. second mostly, overall. Yes. I'm second no. overall. And if you look at the picks by year by year, I'm second right behind Blake. Blake is the ball knower. Although it is hilarious that Blake, well, despite being a ball knower, is great at college football, horrible at college basketball, but he, he focuses all his energy on college basketball. Blake, you, I you don't need, focus all my energy and actually things are turning around. I have a new model. I, I'm, I'm chasing success. I've been seeing a lot of green every single night when it comes to the college basketball. So, so, uh, okay, okay. The captain has green seas ahead of him. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Um, but as, as mentioned, this is the last proper weekend spread of the, of the year. We're going to have bowl picks. Those just don't have the same hit. They, they don't have the, they don't have the same energy to it. We're excited about those for, for sure. But, uh, want to give a couple shout outs to folks watching live. And if you're tap, if you're here, tap in, we'll, we'll give you shout outs. Uh, shout out Timothy green popping in here from West Virginia. Uh, our guy, Lord King, big nuts. King. Happy to be here. Uh, for uh, one of the last ones of the year. Appreciate you being able to tune in uh, live. Uh, Whitman uh, here as well. Uh, you got Vaden. Let's I, go. I, <laughs> hey, look. Let's go. Normally on most OU podcasts, you might get hate for that Vaden, but uh, this is one where everybody loves throwing the horns up for some reason. Uh, they're Bobby all talking about that. Bobby will eventually throw the this, horns up. I've done it already. Bad. He has done it. This is I've done the it. only OU podcast that has at least a weekly double horns up. I did it one time. I did it one time and reoccurring guest, Chris Eilenstein, like will not stop sending it to me over and over again. (laughs) I did it once. (laughs) This is why I don't do it. But anyways, awful. So, um, all right, let's dive into this. I don't want it to go, but you know, let's, let's, let's dive into this one last time. And start with our first game. And look, just a little bit of warning to people watching. We're going to start with a really big game. We're going to get a lot of group of five ones in between. So stick with us. But honestly, you're going to want to see the crumbs. Uh, But if you're watching this on replay, we'll have a timestamp. So if you need to jump, you can jump. Uh, But we're diving in straight off the top with a massive, massive Friday conference championship game. It's the Oregon Ducks 11 and 1, uh, 10 and 2 against the spread. 
Um, they're trying to avenge their only loss of the season to the Washington Huskies, who are 12 and 0, 5 and 7 against the spread. Ducks favored by nine and a half. You can find this one 7 p.m. Central on ABC on Friday. So massive one here. Possible college football playoff bid at stake. Blake, as uh, our current person at the top of the lead here, you take this one away. So what do you think? Do you think? You think uh, Ty's beloved duckies, you know, despite having lost Oregon, not only get the win, but they, do, they, do you think they can cover that lofty nine and a half? Easy, easy, easy ball knower pick. This is one, if you've just been watching college football this year, you know which way this is going. It's going to be all ducks. This is going to be, like, this game is really hyped, and for good reason. We saw the matchup before. It was a great, great game on Washington's turf, and now, like, basically, I think either one of these teams with a win are in the playoffs. So the implications are high. Washington hasn't looked the same since that game. They just have not. They struggled, struggled, struggled against a really bad Washington State team last week. Didn't look right against Oregon State. Didn't look right against Stanford or Arizona State. A lot of these bottom dwellers. And I just think Michael Penix is hurt. He's hurt. He's just, it's nothing that's going to take him out of the game. But he just hasn't looked right since. I, Oregon's offense, too. Like, their defense is significantly better than Washington's, but that offense, they found the cheat code that they don't need Bo Nix to make any good throws. That guy's just throwing little four-yard passes, and those Oregon receivers are taking it to the house. They got athletes. They got dudes on that squad. This this is just an easy one. Easy, easy. Nine and a half points. I would even, I would take some alt lines. I would take 14, 17. I think this one's just going to look really, really ugly. Sad because Washington, had they had a good run, but it's going to be Oregon in the playoffs. So it could be the Ducks. Man, I am so happy because Blake's claiming to be a ball knower here. You're just buying into the feed, what all of the media have been putting into. It's Everyone's not saying, a... oh, oh, Washington's not that good. They haven't oh, been this, good. Everybody. Oh, look at this. Come eat it. And it's just making this line parachute. Nine and a half points? That's way too much. I think you're just buying into the hype on the wrong side, Blake. Give me Washington plus nine and a half i don't think they win but they keep it close enough me and blake are now one different from each other only takes a couple more give me Washington. okay give it I no no i seriously no i'm fine with it i'm fine with that i was gonna be i was seriously gonna pick washington from the beginning i'm not doing any kind of collusion seriously he could collude he could collude all he wants no, it's not, I, will it's not I will just beat him like, it's i will just beat opposite him. of collusion it is not it, collusion it, that he doesn't know ball <laughs> it's gamesmanship, if anything. It really, I, I, he can gamesmanship all he wants. Like I'm just gonna beat him. Like I'm just gonna beat him straight Good. up. I get Bring all it. the picks Bring I it. want. So y'all clowned me up. for BYU last week. I'm not gonna lie. Y'all clown me big time on that one. I got laughed. That was laughed yes. out this podcast. I I hate that BYU that you hit on BYU and the one I got laughed on uh, deserved to be laughed on. Yes, you know with Texas Tech. <laughs> the, Texas didn't even practice in pads that week. Like. Ugh, oh, awful, God, awful ball. Rough. Ball not know or take all the way there. So, look, I, I'm just going to stick with it. Oregon this entire season has played focused. They played great. And, you know, honestly, that loss to Washington, they should have won in the first place. Now you're playing at a neutral site in Las Vegas. I think the Ducks, they seem focused. Dan Lanning gets guys up for big games. 
they're going to be out for revenge. And with Washington, they just genuinely have not looked good since. I know conference championships, you know, things are tighter. You know, these Florida games usually don't pan out the way you think they do. But I, I mean, I think Vegas genuinely knows something here. Uh, with this nine and a half. I think Bo Nix and the Ducks are looking to make a massive statement um, because it's not enough to just win on this. You know, they they have they have to get into the college football playoff. And the way to do that is to win big. I have Oregon minus nine and a half here. Um, so good Ducks. Here's here's the thing. It, this is a beautiful storyline I'm about to give you guys with foreshadowing for our last pick of, of the podcast. 2018 OU. Right, regular season. Our only loss was to Texas, our you know out of state rivals in a, a pretty hotly contested rivalry game that we got to then go avenge in the championship game. I think that's this one. Like Michael Penix, deservingly got a lot of hype at the start of the year, but has just not been able to maintain that level of play. And this Washington team, I think, you know, obviously they've had a tougher schedule than OU, right? This isn't a bias thing, but they haven't had the most challenging schedule down the road and they've really, you know, struggled with it. Obviously they've made things happen, but you see it in the rankings. Like this Washington team uh, is just not getting a ton of respect. And I think that's because people who don't have jobs where they work on the weekend and don't watch the games, like maybe someone on this pod who thinks they're good, uh, see that 12 and 0 and that nine and a half points. And they're like, yeah, so I think Oregon, here's the foreshadowing part. I think Oregon avenges their regular season out-of-state rivalry loss in the championship game, goes on to the playoffs, and loses to Alabama. Because that's what OU did in that year. So how that works out, right? How that works that out, work. we'll find out. We'll find out later in the podcast. Okay. Uh... How do we get number one seed Alabama in the playoffs? You will find out. <laughs> okay. All right. We'll, we'll get to that. I, I'm uh, on the seat of my, uh, on the edge of my seat for that one. But I have the ducks to be clear. Yeah. All right. So Jameson is on a little bit Good. of a husky island there. He, he loves it. He's excited about it. Uh, let's move on to our other Friday uh, conference championship game. It's a New Mexico State Aggies. 10 and 3 overall. 10, uh, 2 and 1 against the spread. They started this season on week zero, and they're finishing it on conference championship week. They're headed to Liberty for the Conference USA Championship. Uh, the Flames, 12-0, and 8-4 against the spread. Jamie Chadwell and crew have that thing rolling. Uh, Liberty favored by 10.5 here. You can find this one, 6 p.m. Central, on CBS Sports Network on Friday, keep in mind. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? Yeah, so something to keep in mind, right? One of New Mexico State's losses is to Liberty. Um, let me see. It was 33-17, to 17, so, you know, not a great one. New Mexico also lost, or New Mexico State, like we talked about, lost week zero to UMass, and then they lost to Hawaii. So they've, like, inexplicably lost to some absolute stank teams. Um, but then they've done things like beat Auburn. So it is, it is really hard to... Uh, it's really hard to tell. I'm going to have to go with Liberty here just because this New Mexico State team, Liberty's been pretty consistent. New Mexico State, the wheels will just randomly fall off of this team, and I, I can't bet on that even with the points. Give me uh, Liberty the Flames, maybe? I think that's what they are. Um, and you're right. New Mexico State has had an had an awful start this year. They were uh, They were two and three. Uh, through their first, what, uh, five? 
Jeez, uh, I'm horrible at math. Uh, including yes. losses to Liberty, UMass, and uh, Hawaii, which is damn near unforgivable. But since then, they've been on an absolute tear. And in this case, I kind of, I'm kind of going with a hot hand here. I think Liberty will win this game. They have been on an, they've been insane. They've been incredibly good this season. Uh, don't get me wrong. You know what Chadwell's doing is remarkable, but I feel like it's hard to beat the same team twice. You have tape. New Mexico State's kind of on fire right now. I think they do enough to get this ten and a half point cover, and that hook is is spooky as hell. So I'm not going to judge New Mexico State by what they did early on, but rather who they are right now. Um, I don't think they're going to win this game. I think Liberty has a little bit too much juice, but uh, New Mexico State keeps it close. So we're going to go with the Aggies plus ten and a half. I love how yeah. Bobby said right in with the hot hand and went with New Mexico State instead of the team that hasn't lost this year. Just well, the team that hasn't lost a single game, but right in the hot hand in this one. Liberty hasn't beaten Auburn, the t- a team that almost beat Alabama, that should have beaten Alabama, keep in mind. New Mexico State's kind of like Blake. They have the highest highs, but also the lowest lows of this matchup. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. I know Blake's going to pick New Mexico State because we have a bond with Diego Pavia, and I just can't, I can't, I can't fade Diego here. I have, I saw him play football at the beginning of the season last year, and I said, damn, this dude's kind of slippery, and he's shown to be a good college quarterback. He throws a couple interceptions every once in a while, but he's actually going to be a fun guy to watch on Friday. Give me Diego just to make a couple of plays to keep this close enough for a cover. Jameson read my mind. Go, Diego, go. There is no way. I think Liberty is probably a significantly better team. We we saw it early in the season. They beat them, and Liberty is just kind of entrouncing the uh, Conference USA, whereas kind of New Mexico State struggles here and there. They win games, kind of keep it close, but still are able to win. But... I can't be going into this game with ten and a half points and Diego Pavia's running all over me. I can't have that because that guy is just going to be flying. He's going to be flying this game. And there is nothing worse when you're trying to separate with a ten and a half point cover and their quarterback just keeps on getting seven yard run, seven yard run, seven yard run. He is electric. I think Liberty probably wins this one, but there's no way I'm going against Diego. Give me the Aggies. I look, I see it right now. I'm gonna finish last because I picked North New Mexico State and Ty had Liberty. That's the, that is oh, beautiful. That's the, it's just a great way oh, to no. start. Oh god. Who I, has I, I mulligans just... left? I no, because I need can I I, I, I think we gotta just outlaw mulligans last yes, year. Outlawing last game mulligans season, right? on the last week is just not acceptable, is what I'm trying to get at. Well, I don't think anyone don't, has don't outlaw one them. Left, I don't think we I, do you have one, Jameson? Because no, I don't be time, Bobby. Mine already. Okay, yeah. Well, I, I've yeah, used no. Done. Everyone's yeah. used. It. Okay, good. Okay, cool. Good. Yeah, you, you got you got to stick with your guns here. Uh, let's move on to our next one. It's a big one. It's the MAC Championship. Miami of Ohio, ten and two. The Red Hawks. Uh, they're ten and two overall. Nine and three against the spread. They're heading to Detroit to take on the Toledo Rockets. 11-1, 6-6 six against the spread. Toledo, favored by 8 here. You can find this one, a crisp 11 a.m. Central uh, over at Ford Field. It's inside, so it doesn't matter. Uh, find this one on ESPN. 
Blake, kick us off here. I'm sure you've been watching a ton of action, so you can give us all a lot of really good insights here. What do you think? Seems like two pretty solid powerhouses here. Yeah, this one's kind of this one's tricky because Miami of Ohio they got Brett Gabbert. Brett Gabbert, younger brother of Blaine Gabbert, legit. Like he's a he's probably him or Rourke are. I think the two best quarterbacks easily in the MAC this year. They are both fantastic. But on the other hand, Toledo just like roster wise has a significant talent talent advantage about every position besides quarterback. To Miami of Ohio, these teams played once this year. Toledo won by four. This one's hard because I feel like Toledo plays with their food too much. They'll, like, clinch the MAC championship or a birth there and then just plays around, plays around, keeps teams close, lose late in the season, and then they have to reactivate that switch at the end. The good thing is they didn't, like, they played around, but they didn't lose. Oh, this one's hard. This one's hard because it's like if I take Toledo and just, and Brett just flames me at the end i'm gonna take toledo in the points i think they're that much better i just think they are the top of the class of the mac they kind of separate from the rest it's yeah this one this one could be dicey this one could be dicey but i think toledo just significantly better than the rest they played illinois earlier in the season which is a big 10 team only lost by two they're a solid solid squad so if they play to their potential they win easy but uh, yeah brett gabbert scares me I am so mad because I thought you were going to pick Miami of Ohio and I was going to slam you with the biggest yep. ball not knower card ever because Brett Gabbard's been out for over a month. Oh, he has been? <laughs> he has oh, been shoot. Then I feel even better. Over. <laughs> I have not watched any Miami ball. <laughs> yes. He's been out for a yes. while now. I was, oh my god i remember because I, I remember when i was looking at miami ohio i remember the cincinnati game and i was like oh yeah brett gabber was pretty good i was like but this guy hasn't been recording any stats recently give me toledo you yes. got really <laughs> lucky on this one blake oh that that's really, really lucky. Oh, i oh <laughs> that was about to be <laughs> that was about to be a pit of despair pick <laughs> yeah this is that was gonna be <laughs> oh this is tough um because usually with the Mac, it never turns out the way you think it does. Like, ever. You are right. You are right. Like every single time. Every single time you think one thing with the Mac, it goes the other way. And wouldn't it just be so hilarious that Miami of Ohio, without Gabbert, finds a way to make this game close or finds a way to win it? It's hard to beat the same team twice. I'll keep saying that over and over again. Blake will probably oh, get start oh, sure get the stats. I, I need to go look it back up again, but the stats are there. We read them off last year that it's like very much like even. Like it's just straight even. Like it's not even a statistical advantage whatsoever. I think I think Miami like the Mac overall and Miami of Ohio overall, they're grubby enough to to get this cover. That eight line is weird. I don't like it. It's almost too weird where it makes me want to pick to, to, uh, to, uh, Toledo, but I'm not in the business of uh, picking minus eights here. Let's go with uh, the Red Hawks to get the cover. Miami of Ohio plus eights to play. I don't understand, right? I'll be, I'll be the villain. I don't understand why we're going to give attention to teams whose greatest claim to fame is only lost to Illinois by two. Uh, Tulane has better branding, so I will go with Tulane. I do not support the group of Pardon? five or group of six. Toledo, right? <laughs> group Toledo? Of, 
Toledo, yes. Uh, Tulane does have better branding, though. Like Freud, Freudian slip, Tulane has awesome branding. Um, <laughs> Toledo uh, ruined my bad guy take. By oh, it's fine. I was going to say that the, the Max branding does look a lot like a like a small, like small to mid-sized U.S. cities like soccer club. It looks a lot like the OKC Energy branding. Oh, my God. But, uh, like the colors are basically the, one like for one. Like the little shield shape. Yeah, so. That's hilarious. Okay, I found the stat. I I have the updated stat. So whenever teams who have played in the regular season meeting in the conference title game against the spread, this is not straight up, but against the spread, 26 and 25 in the revenge angle. So it is dead even. <laughs> there is like no, there is no, there's no advantage to playing a well, team that's again. against that's against sure. the spread. You're talking about yeah. against the spread. The spread is designed to be as close to 50-50 on a long on a long enough timeline. Every spread should be 50-50. No, yeah. against the spread would mean like in this case it would count even if Miami kept it close. Like it's no, not I, saying yeah, but that would yes. count as a win. Yeah, but they're losing a lot. Like it's against the spread. Yeah, the spread can be eight. The spread can be two. It's not like, twenty six and twenty. Like. That means usually the team that lost is probably going to be the underdog going up against the favorite, and they are 50% of the time covering on the spread. So that doesn't even mean they're winning outright. That just means, yeah, like, half of the time they're about, covering the points. Yes, but yes, half exactly half the time. I, I think for me overall it's Mac is weird, and this just feels weird. So I'm I'm rolling with the dumb team. So uh, let's move I'm on to our next super, game. I'm not supporting you. Yeah, Toledo I, does I, have I, the I, rocket pointed at somebody's I, stadium. I just stadium. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm but, not yeah, supporting that, that, Bobby here. I just Blake is yeah. arguing something that's just a mathematical fact as yes. like evidence of yes. something. Okay, so Ty, you like to talk about Tulane. Here's Tulane. Uh the SMU Mustangs, 10 and 2, who uh look. They, they, they got beat by our Sooners. They got beat by Boat and Blake's uh, Horn Frogs, but they haven't lost since. Uh, they haven't lost any of those, any of the other games not involving weekend spread teams. So uh, we can spread uh, undefeated against uh, SMU, you could say. Uh, the Ponies, 10 and 2 overall, 7 and 5 against the spread. They're heading to Yulman Stadium to take on the two lane green wave. 11 and 1, only lost to Ole Miss. Uh, they're five and seven against the spread, though. A little bit putrid there. Tulane favored by Tree Fitty, three and a half. I uh, can find this one 3 p.m. Central on ABC. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? Well, I I I love SMU. I'm a big SMU. Should have got their offensive coordinator. I I think you know we probably made the right hires, but I was a big champion. If you listen to that podcast of SMU's. Uh, OC, they have been really good. Like you touched on, uh, both of these teams. I mean, arguably, the two of the best teams in the group of five. That's a you know, even casuals like myself uh, can see that, especially if you just look at their losses. I mean, you're talking about uh, you know, two teams in the top fifteen out of the three total losses on the board here, and then uh, TCU, who while they had a disappointing year, is still. This is maybe a ball not nor take. I don't think TCU is that easy of a team to be it, it's still a well-coached team and, and there is still talent on that so impressive records by both of these i just have to go i gotta go with the green wave this is not a branding pick um i, I like SMU a lot more than i like tulane but i watched the entirety of that tulane Ole miss game and tulane didn't cover that one 
Um, but that game went down to like the last, I know, I know it was five minutes. It may have even been like two minutes. It was still like neck and neck. And then Ole Miss got a big touchdown and then they got a big like scoop and score defensive touchdown or something like that. And the score made it look different. Tulane, you know, had some luck gone their way early on in the season. You're talking about an undefeated team that has a win over a uh, not great, but not bad SEC team. So I got to go with Tulane minus three and a half here. Yeah, this this line, I feel like, look, if SMU are healthy, I'd probably ride the ponies here. The line seems a little bit fishy, but Tulane at home with Michael Pratt, Preston Stones looking questionable. He's probably going to play, but he's hurt. Uh, same with Jalen Knighton. Um, look, SMU's looked pretty solid this season. But to me, I, I just think what Tulane does, I, I don't see them overlooking this. Obviously, they have a really poor record against the spread, but you know, in a big game like this, they're gonna they're gonna come out to play. They want their New Year's Six bowl, and I think they're gonna get it. I think they're gonna cover the three and a half. I think it's gonna be a bit of a sweaty three and a half. SMU is good enough to make to to keep this tight. This is their last game in the American Conference. I keep forgetting they're going to the ACC, which is hilarious. Uh, but I think Tulane sends them out with an L. So give me Tulane minus three and a half. Yeah, Tulane being at home makes things so perfect. You know, that atmosphere already in New Orleans is electric. And we saw it last year in the American Championship versus UCF, like how crazy that stadium can get. If you're telling me a home stadium gives you two or three points on the spread, I think that stadium should give you four or five. I think it's, you know you need to really put in a lot more stock into what Tulane's home field advantage is here. Give me Tulane just for that angle at three and a half. Yeah, make it a consensus. This one was super easy. Three and a half is like, and Bobby said Preston Stone might play, might not. No, he's definitely not playing. He is out for the season. He is a broken fibula. Like he is like very much done for the, <laughs> he is very much done for the season. Oddschecker.com uh, said he was questionable with leg. Do look up just <laughs> Preston Stone injury on Google and see what pops up. It's you very much confirmed. It is very much confirmed that he is okay. not playing in this game. Well, I feel better. I feel better about my pick then. <laughs> yes, this is this is the uh, Brett Gabbert moment all over again. He is. Yes, you can't pull. You can't pull a Greg Jennings. Put the team no, there off. So you can't. You can't. You really can't. Can't take Blake for his word in terms of his injury analysis, Bobby. So anything's possible. I will say this one is not a questionable. This one is very much I can. Smith's leg was broken a week ago. (laughs) And I was wrong about Jalen Daniels that or Jaden Daniels that one time, but not really that wrong. Like that man is like he broke his leg. Allergic, like allergic to big games, like refuses to play in a single big game that Kansas ever encounters just because he wants to keep his like precious record of like, they're going to, oh, they're going to run so much bull crap later on down the line. Be like the what if, if, if Jaden Daniels could stay healthy for an entire season, what would Kansas would have done? I'm not going to have it. I'm not going to have it. That man's just afraid of the big moment. And that's what's hurting his back. But I know Kansas is not even on the slate this week. Um, Give me, yeah, Tulane. Uh, Been very impressed with Tulane this season, especially although they were by far probably going to be the best American team coming into the season. The fact that you had all the hype after last year, you had Michael Pratt coming back, you had solid pieces there, and you really backed it up. Like, I don't think the American is all that good, but you could, 
I like some of the teams that they played, they could have slipped up against. Like I was very impressed last week that they just put UTSA away. Like UTSA, although the record doesn't show it, very hot team. Like they started off the season bad, but Jeff Trailer got them like right back on track. It didn't even look like they would even have a chance at the at the American Championship, and it came down to the final week of the season. SMU's played nobody, and the two teams that they played that were somewhat somebody, and including mine, which I don't even think were somebody really after our performance this year, just kind of crushed them. Like, I know they kind of were feisty against OU in that third quarter, but I think OU put them away, and I just feel like OU kind of likes to play around with their food a little bit against those small teams, even though they need to start just winning games out, like, definitively. TCU just crushed them, like, crushed them bad, and, like, this TCU team we saw was not good, like, not good at all. Preston Stone didn't play well that game, so, and now, whoever their backup is, I don't even know who their backup is, it's probably gonna be somebody bad, Tulane three and a half just feels like a steal, it feels like a steal. For sure, for sure. All right, we're all in on the green wave. Moving on to our next game. It's the Sun Belt Championship. It's Appalachian State 8-4, 6-5-1. Let's be real, this should be James Madison, but whatever. I'm happy to see Yosef back on the weekend spread. It's been a long, long time, old friend. Uh, welcome back to uh, the picks. They're heading to Troy, Alabama to take on the Troy Trojans, who are 10-2 overall, 7-5 against the spread. Troy favored by 6. You can find this one 3 p.m. Central on ESPN. Uh, Blake, who do you like? Yeah, this, this one very 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 simple for me i don't choose those teams that didn't deserve to be in the championship i don't care if it's yosef and i love yosef but you don't deserve to be here we were robbed of a troy james madison rematch it was 16 14 the last time and honestly a fantastic game this one had all the hype to be a banger of a college like a, a conference final game I don't get it. James Madison now can go to a bowl. I felt like bowl eligibility was the one kicker that they should like it. They went to a bowl. They could also be in the championship. I don't get the rules. I don't get why the Sun Belt Conference has to follow what the NCAA says. Like, the conferences, no matter how big or small, you make your own rules. You have the power. The NCAA has zero power to do these things. Let James Madison play in this game. It makes no sense. But if... I gotta choose. I gotta choose this matchup, but I know we had a lot of love for Troy at the beginning of the season. I felt like they got a little bit of my South Alabama love, and it fell flat because I feel like the only other time we picked them was against uh, Kansas State, and they got absolutely smacked. But Gunnar Watson is good. They have a fantastic defense, and I also think it's just like. Uh, Summerall, their head coach, he's probably going to leave soon because he's done a fantastic job at this Troy program. They're going to smack him. They're just going to smack him around. App State does not deserve to be in this game. Give me Troy. Give me Appalachian State, Blake. Okay. Um, uh, here's the thing. Um, Troy, yes, they've been the solid team all year. But Appalachian State, I feel like what they did versus James Madison on game day just shows me that they can show up and win a big game in a big-time situation. That's all the argument that I need here. I think I can take the plus six here, and just hopefully we got a fun game on our hands. Yeah, I look, this line is actually kind of trended towards App State. This opened at six and a half. Um, and I love Yosef. I, I love App State. But frankly, like they just quite aren't 
the app state of the past. You know, they don't they don't have that same energy that they used to. I, I love them, but it's strictly business. And Troy, to me, is a better team. They should actually be in this game for one. Um, and App State's biggest game of the season, their their best moment. They they thrive whenever they're catching teams unaware, when they're sort of smelling their own, you know, smelling their own shit. You know, college game days in town. Oh, we're in North Carolina. No one can beat us. You know, Drake May is going to win the Heisman. That's when App State thrives. But Troy is a program and a team that focuses on like championships and I don't see them letting this one slip. Give me Troy minus six. Uh, it pains me to say that, but I, I just think they're the better team, and I think they're going to get things done. Wouldn't you think that the whole mantra here of you don't deserve to be here because James Madison should be here is something that Appalachian State should fall into this category of, oh, they're just being overlooked? Doesn't that fit but the category? Like, but they like shouldn't be there because it's like, well, we're at eight and four. You know? But like, then they- they feel deep down they should be there because they beat James Madison head to head. Yeah, but they didn't win. I know, but they they didn't. Deserve they, lost they, 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 they lost a lot of games. They lost a lot of games. But, I, but I'm saying the locker room. Got, I bet you. I bet you feels and believes in themselves because they beat the team that should have been there. I'm telling you, you can you can trick any players into thinking anything. AKA Georgia last year, you can trick them into thinking anything. I guarantee you, that's what they're saying in the locker room right now. Hey, look, I I, I see what you're saying, but I'm I'm still stick up to Troy on this one. That's totally good. You I, picked I, Troy I, to beat Kansas State at the beginning of the season. You've been a believer in this team as well. They're good. They're good. Yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I'm they're good. Little different. They are a good football team. Um, Who's App State? I'm saying, like, uh, but I'm saying Bobby's also been a Troy believer. It's not like he's betraying Yosef here because like he's also been a big time Troy person as well. But I'm not I, picking Troy because I love them. I'm picking them. It's a utilitarian thing. It's not out of love. It's just because I, I know they can win really good ball games in the Sun Belt. And you know they can they played spoiler in the past. I, I don't know, but Yosef like App State. You know they they lost to what UNC Wyoming, uh, Teal Chickens, and Old Dominion. And see, I feel better. I looked this up. I feel so much better about this pick. Last year, Troy seven point favorites against Coastal Carolina. The Darlings smacked them. Just smacked them across the face in yeah. that game. Like I feel good about this. Like this is I such a well coached team. Like they are so well coached. They're just gonna whack. They're just gonna smack Jameson in the face. It's gonna be so swift. The justice is gonna be so pure. That- it's. That's why I've been big on Troy is because I always feel like they're not sexy. They're boring. They have a stupid T as their logo. They have just kind of boring colors. They're they're not very lovable, but they're good and they get stuff done. And that's why I'm going with that's they're they're very utilitarian. And that's why I think I'm, that's why that yeah. that pick feels good. He, I've talked to, I'm talking might, too long he, about he might, be, he might be some, you know distracted. We've seen a lot of distracted coaches Maybe. fall up short in these games. You never know. Maybe we'll see. Ty, who do you feel in this one? I, Look, I'm surprised uh, that Bobby has the right read on this. First, uh, not editor's note, but a special note. I just now learned that Troy's in Alabama. I, they just had an Ohio vibe about them. I just assumed that they were in Ohio. Um, but it, Same thing. Oh, Alabama, yeah, Ohio. Uh, <laughs> fundamentally. Um, but yeah, I, I'm actually surprised. I think Bobby has a very good read on this one, uh, which is surprising because he's um, you know, when it comes to championships, a known ball knower, he just doesn't think that they're important. So it's surprising to me that uh, alternate uniform and not winning championship supporter Bobby uh, believes in a team that 
just has bland branding and wins championships. Give me Troy. Uh, that's what's needed to win championships. I wish Oklahoma would take notes. Okay, fair enough. Uh, that's that's been a fun conversation in, pretty, our, in our group chats. Yeah, I'm pretty Where's, proud of myself for working in an anti-alternate uniform for OU take into App State versus Troy. That's might yeah. be the pinnacle of my season. Two programs that aren't exactly traditional by any measure, but hey, you know. I'll t- I'll, hey, I, I'm impressed. I'm impressed with the gymnastics to fit that one in. Uh, all right, let's move on to our next one. Blake, I know you're foaming and a frothing for this one. It's the Mountain West Championship. And I have the order incorrect. It's the Boise State Broncos, 7-5. and 6-5-1 five, five and one against the spread. They're heading to the desert to take on the UNLV running Rebels, who are 9-3, and 10-2 against the spread. This one, uh, you know, the, they'll have to get the confetti and the uh, field flipped after this one because this is going to be uh, the day after uh, the big, uh, or sorry, the Pac-12 championship. Um, so Boise, favored by two and a half on the road. Uh, you can find this one 2 p.m. Central on Fox. Graphic is incorrect if you're watching live. I apologize. This one is in Vegas. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? This one is tough, right? I, I've been constantly exposed to Blake's UNLV propaganda, but then the one time I watch them, they look abysmal. So I really I really don't know what to feel. Um, I kind of like Boise. I don't think I've ever picked a Boise game correctly in the entirety of this podcast. So whatever way I go, uh, everyone might be fortunate to, uh, to zag me there, but... <sighs> I guess I'll go UNLV. It's, Blake has shouted about it so much. I have to kind of, I have to find out what's happening in the desert, even though they're not in the desert um, for this game. So it maybe tells me everything that I need to know, but give me UNLV plus 250. Yeah. I mean, look, this line, I, I smell a rat with this line, but I, I don't see what anyone sees in Boise State. I don't get it. Um, they have not looked great this season. UNLV covers the spread. They, they, they just do what they need to do. And I, there's not really a home field advantage. In fact, if anything, it's probably going to be neutral field. Boise State travels really well. Um, hey. I could, what? No, what? There's a home field advantage. There's a home field advantage in Vegas, baby. How many people fill up Allegiant Stadium for UNLV games? Not that many, I imagine. More than it's you a, would think. Every time I watch the broadcast, I'm I'm honestly surprised. So, but like more than you think, there's still room for a bunch of Boise fans. I this could. is the only thing they have to do. Like they're they're, they're pumped for this. I and look, I, Blake, you'll have your time. You'll you'll have your time on the podium here to 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 spout your UNLV propaganda. But I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna buy into the hype a bit. I'm going to go with UNLV plus two and a half home dogs, and I feel like Boise. Sneaky bad in Mountain West Championship games. So I'm going to go with the running Rebs here to uh, to pull off this win, which would be massive, massive for them. Um, big things are happening in the desert, yada, yada. Uh, but will they be distracted about Brian Odom? You know, probably getting poached. You never know. You never know, guys. Jameson? I was thinking the same thing, Bobby. Are you seeing a trend here? 
I'm starting to look at coaches that are trying to get poached. I'm trying to pick the opposite side here. And obviously I'm not, you know, perfect in that, but I think Odom has been his name has been thrown around a lot in the college football hemisphere I right meant now. Barry Odom, by the way, not Brian. Yes. 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 I caught on. Last um, name podcast. Last yes. name podcast. Yeah, but you know, Odom's name's been thrown a lot like around a lot. And I just want to fade Blake's team here as well. I think it's fun. Give me Boise. Give me my third island so far of this short, short ending. Oh, of course you're keep you of course you're keeping track. You wanna catch the king. You wanna catch the man, (laughs) but you are not doing it here. Not in a UNLV running rebels game. No. We have been building something in the desert. I've been saying it for years. I've been saying it for three, four, five years. We have been building something, and you know one thing about building. Rome wasn't built in the day, the desert wasn't built in the day, but we have finally come to the peak, the peak of the empire that is the Mountain West Conference, that is UNLV Rebels taking over, finally as the preeminent program, I've been telling y'all this for the longest time, you've been trying to sell me Boise State, who just can't seem, even though they have the talent advantage, the coaching advantage, the, the athletic budget advantage over any other program, can't get there. There is a there is a college, not even a university. It's a college down in San Diego City that tries that tries to be the best Mountain West Conference team every single year. Fails to do so this year. Not even making a single bowl game. Has Great to go to Great the fired the fired coach our offensive coordinator of the Colorado Buffs, who only won four games this year, completely fell off. His schemes are easy to plan for. You see him once or twice. It's a little confusing that third and fourth time. It's so much easier to plan for. Diego Pavia, my man, or not Diego Pavia, sorry. Oh, Jaden Mafia. There's a lot of Vias. (laughs) There's a lot of Vias in here tonight. Jaden Mavia, oh my gosh. I thought it was going to be Doug Brunkfield that was leading us to the charge this year. No, we had somebody waiting in the wings. We had that surprise, that little bit of magic that was waiting on the bench and has ignited the revolution that is the Rebels. UNLV is going to crush them. I know I was at the beginning of the season saying Taylor Green for Boise State was the Mountain West version of Vince Young. I was wrong. Hand up. I was wrong. He stinks. <laughs> he is so bad. I can't believe I made that take. I feel bad for even making that take. But you know what will feel good? That my Rebs winning the Mountain West for the first time. Probably first time ever. Ever. We made a bowl. If people are trying to poach you from the outside, they're throwing their stones. That means you're doing something right. Jameson's going out at, at it all wrong like he usually is. He's thinking about these weird made-up storylines, his fantasy fan fiction that he likes to cast on these teams. You know what? Barry Odom's going to have these guys ready. It's over, Jameson. Two and a half, UNLV, book it. Oh, this one. Oh, Jameson, you're... Oh, I can't wait to watch you weep. 2 p.m. Central Time. Man. I, I think we need to broker a side bet here uh, with us with us imminently going to the desert. I don't know. I, I feel they got like in the desert. <laughs> I'm sure they do somewhere. Not everything in the desert. I was going to say, like, it's like if UNLV wins, then maybe Jameson buys Blake a UNLV Mountain West champion shirt. 
Oh, I don't even need that. We'll keep the Malort. Let's do a Jameson. Malort bet. Malort bet? We haven't had one in a while, Jameson. And I think it should be, this isn't a regular season game. Championship. Two shots of Malort <laughs> right now. How you feeling? You better go in. If you feel if good about those punk. Boise State Broncos, it's a championship game. It's not up or I... shut up this week. My rum tum tum is just gurgling and ready for some malort in my belly. So give me that, give me that bet. Yes, we have a malort bet back in the books. Let's go. All right, uh, I'm so excited for this uh, Mount West Championship game. Let's move on to uh, the remainder of the Power Five, though. Uh, that was a great way to end the uh, Group of Five, and we're starting with the Louisville Cardinal, ten and two, a surprising ten and two. In Jeff Brom's first season as uh, head coach of the Cardinal, uh, they are six five and one against the spread. They're playing this one in Charlotte against the Florida State Seminoles, twelve and zero, seven and five against the spread, but limping into the college football playoff potentially. Uh, Knowles favored by two and a half here. You can find this one seven p.m. Central on ABC. Blake, look. Difficult couple weeks for both of these programs. Louisville losing a tough one to Kentucky. Florida State, you know, without Jordan Travis, has been scrapping it out. Who do you think wins this one, and who do you think covers? I mean, same oh. question pretty much, but. This is this is a hard one. This one makes me clam up a little bit just because both these teams are kind of bad. Like, Louisville, we said it from the beginning of the season. We knew they were going to have a somewhat good year. Not not this, but it was definitely one of the win totals we highlighted. We saw the bakery of a schedule. We saw the bakery from miles away. We knew it was there, and they did their job, honestly. But that loss to Kentucky, and then Florida State just, I think, is an elite team. But Tate Rodemaker stinks. He sucks. He is so bad. I was listening to podcasts a lot last week, a lot of them with FSU grads, yada, 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 hyping them up. He stunk. He sucked against Florida. Oh, this one's hard. This one's hard. Head and heart. Ah. You know what? I got to go with my heart here. I want to see the mayhem. I want to see the badness at the end of it. Florida State. Give me Florida State. I want to see the committee have to make a decision on this team. This they're gonna they're gonna win by like three points barely. I bet they went on a game winning field goal. I think this this matchup is gonna be so 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 close. Like I just think Louisville hasn't separated itself as a actually good team. Like they did their job against a bad schedule. Just Florida State, those Jared Verse and like some of those other guys are just NFL quality dudes, and I just can't go against that. Like pass rush still travels, like defense still travels. They just don't have a quarterback, but they also have like Trey Benson and like other guys. So I just talent over like this hype of Louisville. Give me Florida State. Yeah. Um, shout out Bobby. It's Louisville Cardinals, not Stanford Cardinal. Um, ball not nowhere over here. Um, okay. Whatever. <laughs> okay. And it's fine. It's fine. I just wanted to call I, anytime I get the opportunity to call someone a ball, not nowhere, because Blake's been thrown around that name. Like he doesn't even know what a ball, not nowhere is as the true ball nowhere of this podcast. I need to delegate who, if you ate me are. then, or Ty, because me and Ty have honestly started melding a lot of our thoughts together. As the <laughs> who who named you the arbiter of ball? <laughs> it's just <laughs> the singular Blake. Time, mind. It's just no. There's there's certain <laughs> games, right? Because people argue like, oh, Ty, you're in last place on the podcast. 
not every game is a ball nowhere game. So a lot of these games against the spread are just throw a dart on the board. But some of these are like it's so obvious you have to truly not know ball to get them wrong. And, and Mike honest- and I never get those wrong. And I feel like the ultimate ball knower move is to put yourself in last place, ball know your way out of it to show your even, ball knower skills. I'm not skills. having to because so. Jameson's just tanking for some reason. I think he thinks he's going to get like, <laughs> I don't know, an extra pot of greed next year or something if he tanks. He's going to do <laughs> it for the gram. What his strategy is right now. I'm having so much fun with this. You just struggles y'all, y'all up keep, in the no, see, this this he struggles is perfect, waking up though. in the this morning is... and wants to make it harder. He wants to make it harder on himself. This is why next year we need a second place has to also be a punishment spot so that you get like the person in second is also like going crazy trying to figure out what they need to do <laughs> to like zigzag. And then the whole pot is chaos. <laughs> and, then, and then nobody's James actually is doing it anyway. They're just doing for random no stuff. <laughs> Jameson has nothing to gain from doing this and everything to lose. And he's just lost his marbles and is going crazy. No, that's wrong. I've got this vision of an alarm clock that I want Bobby to listen to every single moment of. And oh, I just have it no. in my head. I just have it in my <laughs> head. And I'm willing to take that risk for this to be a possibility. So yes, I'm sorry, Blake. I'm sure you'll make a wonderful alarm clock for one of us to listen to. But Jeez. I just have this beautiful vision in my head that I'm just looking forward to so much. So Jameson's- yes, I am taking some risk here. Jameson's going to win, and then Bobby's not even going to have to change his alarm clock. Jameson, you know mathematically where we're at? Jameson, mathematically where we're at right now, if you were to win out and I were to win out, like, basically, if everything you picked is correct, Ty would end up in last still Uh because of what Ty and I are are picking. Essentially, Uh we would be like, yeah, you'd just be putting your wrath on the Ty. Ooh, well, I need to start. Doing well, we're not done yet, I'm, which is why we right. should get into this pick. Yeah, okay, no, I'm going right. to pick, let's, I'm let's, pick let's, Florida let's... State. Defense is going to win it. Uh, Blake also not a ball not knower because, or also is a ball not knower. Yes, he's also he's not, not a ball not knower. Correct. Uh, because he was a big Jack Plummer believer. Come on, come on, quit. Next. Question. He's done his job this year. He's done his job. I'm not saying he's the best quarterback in America, but he did his job. Not like dirty Taylor Green next week with Boise State Jameson. <laughs> hey, he's got a little bit of Kyler Murray in his game, right, Blake? Oh God, oh, I, oh. I can't. Okay, I'm, I'm I gotta go stop size. listening to media days. Media days pollute my mind at the beginning of the year when all these coaches are hyping them up, especially these small programs. They're just trying to get a clip or a quote on the Twitter timeline that people can see. I need to stop. I need to stop. It's ruining my mind. Oh my God. Okay, so yeah, because you don't get that quote out of your mind until like October. Yeah, you know, you're like, it's so wait a second, this guy it's might so... not be good. <laughs> uh, but no, um, I I feel like Louisville has had a really really good season, but I think this is kind of where they cap out is an ACC championship appearance. They're good enough to beat Florida State, and I think they could. But I think Florida State and Mike Norvell have enough motivation. They're this close that I think they can get them across the finish line and get this win. I think this is going to be a gnarly, gritty game, but ultimately I think Florida State top to bottom is better. And look, they can smell that Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, whatever. They're right there. I think they have enough in the tank across the board to get this win and get into the college football playoff. So Florida State minus two and a half is the play. This is, an, in fact, it, this one hurts me. This one hurts me so, so much because 
I right. A lot of people might attack me for this, right? But there are maybe even seven teams that are legitimately better than Florida State and that deserve to be in the playoffs more than Florida State. And I just don't see how you leave out an undefeated ACC champ from the playoffs. I I think Texas would beat this team with or without Jordan Travis. I think Washington maybe is is my if Oregon would. Both the SEC teams, I think Ohio State would beat them. So, Does Oklahoma yes, beat them? No. Without Jordan Travis? No Jordan Travis. Does OU oh, beat Florida no State? Jordan like, Travis. Okay, yes. like, like we play them right now, so like they don't have right Jordan now. Travis. We play them right now, neutral double, site yes. on the moon. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, because yes. OU doesn't have Levy, right? So we can just like <laughs> the players call cooks. plays. <laughs> And then Seth yeah, Luttrell just up. immediately blows them out, and we're like, God, yeah. "You gotta be kidding me!" Yeah. I hope and Seth Luttrell got that, that job because he pitched the double jet sweep in his uh, in his interview. <laughs> he's just like two jet sweeps. He's like, "I know y'all like the jet sweep. I got a double." Sure, that's a legal motion, but um, anyways, anyways, Ty, I'm yeah, sorry. go for I, it. I think no, no. We've. I mean, I think it's Florida State. I, I don't. Oh, Ty, I don't believe it. Opportunity. And Louisville. No, I don't like I you know I'm not gonna pick Louisville. I've never been to Louisville. I didn't support Louisville when they had um what was his name? The 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 Baltimore quarterback. Lamar Jackson? Yeah, Lamar should not have won the Heisman, right? You should be ineligible for the Heisman if you play at a bum school. Um it's just like the the Big Twelve like awards. Like you shouldn't be receiving a Big Twelve player of the year, offensive player of the year, whatever. Your team's not even in the, the Big Twelve championship. That's why there weren't any OU players on. Deservingly, because we didn't, didn't like, Ollie Gordon win it. Yeah, they're in the championship. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Ollie, Ollie Gordon doesn't go to OU, James. I know, but you're saying like you shouldn't win it. But Ollie I Gordon said that's why there were no OU players, and then you said didn't Ollie Gordon oh. win it? Okay, yeah. cool. Never mind. Carry on. Are you are you protesting <laughs> Louisville because of their excommunication of the Papa? Papa John. I, I don't get that joke. Oh, Papa John. Yeah, um, they, they, they removed Papa John. Oh, I forgot about Papa John. Uh, the day of it's reckoning rec- guy. Yeah, it's coming. <laughs> he's known for he's We're known so for another for quote it. as well. There's We're a couple so quotes waiting. he's known for. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, he did say that like in a like week December before tw- COVID. Yeah, like a week before like COVID came out. January 2020, <laughs> and then he's like, "There will be a reckoning." I ate 60 pizzas in 30 days. No, he said it in November 2019. That's what oh, it was. God. Uh, I like how I went from not knowing what that guy's name was to knowing, and you can fact check me on this exactly when he said a certain quote. Uh, but again, like I said, uh, he's known for a couple different quotes. Uh, that Papa John. Um... <laughs> Next, Florida State. Uh, yeah, Florida State. Sorry, Ty. I, I I feel like I screwed up your your speech there. No, I, no, that was the end of it. I just, I was, okay. there was a comedic pause for people to be like, what else is Papa John known for saying? <laughs> <laughs> apparently, apparently Papa John uh, still has a fully decked out suite at um, Louisville Stadium that nobody ever goes into because he still owns it, but never wants to use it. So it's just like sitting there creepily in the corner. I don't know. Papa John, very weird. I know way too much about Papa John. Let's move on to the next uh, to the next game. It's the Iowa Hawkeyes. Somehow, some way in the Big Twelve Championship, ten and two overall, six uh, five and one against the spread in the Big Ten Championship in Indianapolis against the Michigan Wolverines, twelve and zero, six five and one against the spread. 
uh, Michigan favored by 22 in this one. Find this one 7 p.m. Central on Fox. Ty, who do you like in this one? This is why. This is why with the current and and where we're seeing college football go right now, you really can't have a divisional system. Yep. And, this is a a literal crime that this is the game give me michigan i'm i am all in on michigan i wasn't that big on them until they punished harbaugh just enough just to give this michigan team literally the one piece that they were missing which was the motivation to feel like they're an underdog and feel like they need to show everyone Literally, that's uh, the the punishments in air quotes of Harbaugh literally just did enough just to kind of annoy them, which is hilarious. They've, you know, steeled this team against uh, adversity. I think they go out. There is tremendous look ahead in this one, especially with 22 points is a lot, right? Because you still, you win this one by 14. It's still respectable and you're preparing your team, um, you know, to look forward. So I, I would not be surprised if Michigan screw someone that picks Michigan because if I'm Michigan and I get up by 14, I'm going to coast. I'm not going to risk anyone getting hurt. Like I, my eyes are on not even the first round of the playoffs. My eyes are on the national championship this year. So that worries me, but give me big blue minus 22 riding with a hot hand as Bobby would say. Uh, yeah, Michigan certainly hot. Um, they really are. And my thing is, I think they're mad. This is Jim Harbaugh's first game back on the sidelines since his suspension. And I think they want to send a mes- message to the Big Ten here. And what better team to send it against, to send it uh, <laughs> towards than against the, the hapless Iowa Hawkeyes, who <laughs> have been horrible at getting in the end zone. They just, uh, Michigan's biggest strength is their defense. I would be honestly, I would say, I, like, I, would Iowa possibly get shut out in this game? I kind of think they might. I think Michigan really rubs the, rubs their nose in this one, rubs the entire Big Ten's off uh, office's uh, nose in this, and just blows out Iowa. Michigan minus twenty two is the play. Um, so I, I I just I don't know. I feel like Michigan's at a different level right now. And Iowa, look, I gotta say, like you said earlier, Ty, I'm so glad that we've gotten rid of divisions. This is this Big Ten championship game has been an absolute farce for years, and I'm very glad to be done with it because this is a joke. It's been a joke for years. Um, you got to like, yeah. I don't understand why Penn State's boosters aren't like begging to get put in the other division. They could at least make it. Like, can they buy their way into the other one and at least make it to the championship game every year? That's the thing. Yeah. I never understood these divisions because the West division or leaders or legends, whenever it was contrived, has never been better. Like, has it's always been, it's never even been the Eastern division has been significantly better. Well, it's not like at least is... you had Nebraska in the Big 12 North for a bit until it <laughs> fell off and it was just Missouri wins every year and then gets smoked by either OU or Texas. Like, that's the thing is, like, when it was leaders and legends, it was actually good because they split them up by, like, how good the team is. But then they went geographical, and that's when everything went to hell because it doesn't make sense. There's nobody good in the Big Ten West. Everyone's good in the Big Ten East. So, yeah, maybe we shouldn't have. Maybe we treated leaders and legends too harshly because I never did. I liked it. I liked it. I think we really just insulted the name because it sounded really dumb. The name it was is dumb. A little goofy. But yeah. Jameson, who do you like? 
I'm going with Michigan as well here. Um, Ty brought up a point. There is a scare that Michigan could coast, but then Bobby also talked about, you know, the motivation that they have. Even if they take out their first string, they're going to be running the ball up, and their second string running back is absolutely stellar in Donovan Edwards. You know, Blake Corman, and Donovan Edwards, great two-headed monster. So I still think they're going to have plenty of talent um, to get the cover here, even if it does come down to the fourth quarter. Yeah, this one's an easy one for me. When you release, when the books are releasing lines earlier in the week, that the team total for each half for Iowa is under 0.5 points. Like they're <laughs> expecting them to score absolutely nothing, if anything, a field goal. It's just Iowa hasn't played a team like Michigan this year. Like not even close. It's like the best offense they played is Rocco Becht and. Uh, in Iowa State, and that was when they were really bad, and Matt Campbell was, like, off the handlebars, like, screaming at people and stuff <laughs> like that. Like, they were horrible back then, and, like, Iowa always dominates Iowa State, so I don't put much credit into it. I don't think Michigan's offense is elite, per se, but I think they're pretty good, and just looking at, like, Iowa's defense, it's like, Iowa's defense is great, but I think they're probably just as good as Ohio State, just as good as Penn State, and, like, Michigan put over 24, either 24 or above in those two games, and I don't know if I was I was going to score. So I just feel like even though Michigan loves to have these like low-scoring bouts, it's like this one has like 35 to three written all over it. It's just, yeah, I just I don't I don't see the plan for Iowa to score. Yeah, I mean, why why would anyone pick a team that we legitimately do not think will score? Yep. It's like, and Cade McNamara was talking about, he's like, I'm giving them all the plays, all the playbooks. I'm like, for what? What are you going to do with that? Like, you could give them, like, directions on how to stop every single one of their plays, and you still probably couldn't beat them just because they're better athletes than you. Like, that's the thing. I'm like... (laughs) Yeah, they can literally just run halfback dive over and over again, and they will beat you because they're bigger, they're stronger, and they know exactly how to do this thing. The not that hard to figure out. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, yeah, it, this is silly. And All also, right, my my hot take for this game, I think Kirk Ferentz retires after this one. I think he's done. Sheesh. Wow. I think with okay. his son, I think with his son going and the divisions going away, I think he sees the writing on the walls. A ten, oh, no, and, a ten and three Iowa season is great. Like great, considering their offense. Well, maybe eleven. Crap. Maybe eleven. Yeah, with the bowl they game, might, they so. might get OU in the bowl. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I th- no. I think I think uh, Ference is gone. So I gotta say, funniest thing about this is if it was 2024, Iowa would have a shot if they won this game at getting a first round bye in the college football playoffs. Yep. <laughs> this that's this new the new playoff system's gonna be so dumb, and I love it. But Crimes that's why I'm glad co- I'm glad conferences are going away. They've kind of planned this as like, okay, we're going away from divisions because. Like, this game actually means something to get to a playoff spot. Like, we can't... Like, these upsets rarely happen, but, like, you can't have Iowa taking one of the spots. You just can't. No, for sure not. For sure not. I Just very short before we move on, Blake, I do have to give you a shout-out. I very much appreciate you mentioning the true fact that the toughest offense that Iowa's faced this year is, in fact, Iowa State, uh, because Penn State is garbage. Yep. Yeah, very true. If BYU finished the job, Iowa State would have been the third best team in the Big 12. They were that close. 
Uh, moving I'm, on to our next. <laughs> I'm so done. Before we go on to the next oh, one, gosh. I am so done with the Big Ten media complex. And because they have so many of them, they pump me like my earful before the season that Penn State's better, Jewel R's good. <laughs> they just pump me with like, this is going to be a good Penn State team. And it's the most <laughs> underwhelming team I've ever seen in my entire life. I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm, like, so glad that we get some, like, new blood, I guess, in this conference for me to go away. Because it's like, you just have to search for somebody besides Michigan or Ohio State. And I always have to lay it on Penn State. It's going to be one of those newcomers, the four newcomers, hopefully. I th- Oregon. Oregon. Oregon's by far going to be the third best, I think. But, okay. uh, yeah, I'm so done with having to try to believe, like, Penn State's an actual good team and can cause some havoc. <laughs> I should be like Ty that just knows that Penn State's not going to be good. Like, I'm tired of being like, this is a different Penn State team, I promise. (laughs) (laughs) James Franklin has changed. (laughs) Nope, still the exact same James Franklin. And he's still going to get a raise in the offseason, probably. (laughs) Let's move on to the next one. By God, is that Brett Yormark's music? It's the Big 12 Championship presented by WWE. It's the Oklahoma State Cowboys, 9-3 and three overall, 7-5 or seven and five against the spread against the Texas Longhorns, 11-1, and 6-5-1 against the spread. Horns favored by 15. You can find this one 11 a.m. Central on ABC. That's a slobber knocker. That's a horrible JR uh, impression. I don't even know. I was not planning on doing that. I just did it. Blake, take it away. Who do you like in this game? Yeah, I've seen enough of Oklahoma State. They have just, they've screwed around with my feelings. Had had BYU on the ropes last week. They like to go down in the first halves, I feel like, and try to storm back in the second. Texas is on a mission. I just feel like they, they something has finally clicked in that locker room where they have gotten rid of those curses. It's It's done for them. I think Texas just comes out and smacks them. Just smacks them. The only worry is I feel like my Gundy always plays Texas close. But I I know Ollie Gordon's a bum. I'm so, like, I bought into the Thank hype you. and I should have known. I, I agree Hi. with Ty. Ollie Hi. Gordon's this a This is a bum. ball nowhere take. Is a bum. He had that three stretch of games where I bought into him. And every time <laughs> you need him the most, he seems to let you down. He should be running all over BYU. He should be running all over all these other teams. But Texas, Texas has played Alabama. They were able to stop the run then. I, they have a good, they are just going to smack around this OSU team. But I am so excited for this game. I'm so excited for the pageantry. I wish I was going. I want to see the WWE wrestlers. I want to see the belt being hoisted. I want to see Nelly at halftime with, finally, I don't, I don't believe in bands in college football. Like, they can sit in the stands and play along. I'm fine with that. But I don't believe in bands with the halftime shows. We should not be having a halftime that is longer than, like, two episodes of the office like i'm it's 15 sick of it minutes long blake what are you talking about no they're like significantly longer than that for some reason that's the one of the things the nfl does right keep the halftime short get them back on the field i'm sick of i'm sick of the bands at half casual the, casual corporate take i hate it 
not no, this is not a play. casual corporate take. No, what are no, they going to no, do? No. Play the same set they've done the last five weeks that I've seen them? Like, most bands, like, of course, there are some bands that are good. They'll learn new things each week. They're playing the same stuff every time. It's, I'm seeing the same, it's Groundhog's Day. You every talk time. about pageantry. Oh. You, you're, you're, t- you're talking about pageantry and you're like, oh, Nelly. But Nelly is not pageantry. But it's going to be is... cool. It's different. It's fun. It's incorporating the bands into an actual it's performance boring. of a musical arti- artist. Yes. No. It's lame. It's lame as hell. It's a, no, it's a because, how do you do fellow kids move? No, it is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be electric. It. Everybody loves Nelly songs. That's the one thing. Everybody loves Nelly songs. Everybody knows it's a bit. Yes, it is. Feels like a like frat party pick to bring like bring Nelly in for a concert like that mid two thousands rapper, but. Everybody knows the stuff. It's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I don't want to see the same halftime stuff over and over again. And Bobby's going to point to like, oh, look at this band. Look at that band. Like 90% of the college bands are doing that. 95. I would actually say even go higher. It's an abomination. But it's going to be a fun game. I enjoy the random quirks that they bring into this championship game. So give me the Longhorns. Let's see. Boom. Boom. There, there it is. is. There oh, it is. Beautiful. I still don't know why it does it. I still don't either, but I, I, I genuinely take... think that's a camera feature. I have no idea. I I've looked. I've downloaded the apps. Looked through all the settings. Every setting. I, have you to tried see... to do it on Zoom? Uh, no, I have not. But I'm I'm not on Zoom at home, so yeah. Maybe but I we need to give that. it a try just to see, like, yeah. if your camera randomly does that every time you do that. Okay. But anyways, give me the Longhorns. Yeah, I agree. I'm going to go Texas here as well. Um, Oklahoma State. I'll say this. Ollie Gordon, I think, is talented, but he's looked like a bum to y'all because they have run him into the absolute dirt. This guy's getting like 30, 35 you know, carries a game. You expect him to stay healthy through all of that. These do limps to the sideline every single time, and they continue to run him into the dirt. I mean, I at least got to acknowledge that as in, come on. Help this guy out. He's, you know, a young student athlete that hasn't had this kind of volume, all of a sudden thrusted into this kind of volume. That's why he's fallen off. No one can maintain the pace that he was doing at the beginning of the season. And that's why he was getting so big numbers because he had so many opportunities. Okay, off that soapbox, I think Texas, like y'all have said, the whole Big 12 thing, they have a vendetta. They're not going to get their foot off of the gas, and I think that they're going to bludgeon Oklahoma State in the first half and keep the lead throughout the second half. Give me Texas by 20. Oh, this is a tough one, and I know you're probably going to pull the, oh, OSU sleeper agent, blah, blah, blah. Oh, here like, he goes. I Look, I, I mean, I know the numbers. Look, the last time Texas was in the that na- was in the Big Twelve Championship and the National uh, was in two uh, like won a Big Twelve Championship rather two thousand nine. Since then, Oklahoma State is nine and four against the Longhorns. They have owned this series more than like they have owned owned Texas more than pretty much everybody, even OU. Um, so that gives me a lot of pause here. Fifteen's a big number. But I've seen what I've seen the past couple weeks with Oklahoma State, and I don't think it's because they're not focused. Surely it can't be. Last week they were a game away from beat. Last week they're a game away from beating BYU. If you look at their schedule, they have like y- y'all. Like, we like to talk about how OU had a bakery of a schedule. OSU had an even bigger bakery of a schedule. You know, you played all four newcomers. You played the two Kansas teams, Iowa State, 
and then Oklahoma. And you beat OU at home. You had most of the tough ones on the, at home. And you struggled with everybody else, it felt like. Um, I just don't think that Oklahoma State is a serious team this year. They've done well to get to this point. What Mike Gundy has done, given this roster, what Ollie Gordon has done, dragging this team across the finish line to this point is impressive. And I don't care if some people call him a bum, whatever. That's ridiculous. Gordon is a hell of a player. They have been riding this guy's ass off this season. Um, that being said, Texas is just too well-equipped to stop Gordon. You know, OSU has not faced a defense like Texas this entire season. They will grind their bones to make their bread. Um, and not only that, but Oklahoma State's defense, horrible, incredibly vulnerable to big passing plays. I feel like Quinn Ewers and Texas end up having an edge on this one. I think they feast. I think they get uh, this Big 12 championship to ride off into the sunset uh, into the SEC. So Texas minus 15 is the play. Do the horns, Bobby. No. So where's this I did it one time and Eilenstein won't let me First off, it down. Where's this OSU sleeper agent tease that you gave us, Bobby? I was going to say I thought it was going to be close, but I think Texas yeah. pulls away. So what's what, what then close? I'm I'm not falling here. How's that? Not close enough. I I don't I I honestly like midway through it was like I can't go with OSU. That's what I'm getting at. I knew it. I knew you absolutely split the switch. I knew it. I just had to make you say it. I just started thinking about it more and more. I'm like, you know, like I know they're feisty. I know they have. I know the history's there. But I mean, just facts. You know, Oklahoma State just doesn't have it in them. They really don't. They just really don't. Yeah, there's some important things to remember. Like. Um, someone has seen fit to award Mike Gundy uh, Big 12 Coach of the Year. So he's secured his contract for at least the next like two years with that award. So he, he has no reason to even come to this game. I, I would not be surprised if there's just a someone who vaguely re- resembles him, which is just the most – like Mike Gundy just vaguely resembles Mike Gundy to begin with. So he could be easily be replaced by a body double. Um, second, Ollie Gordon, right? Let's get this. This is not a bit. This is a completely objective take here. He is a good player, right? I only started to jump on this bum thing because certain people, not on this podcast, but certain people started to throw around the Heisman thing for him, which is objectively absurd. If you're going to put someone on someone on Twitter did say that he was, uh, I'm not trying to roast anybody. No, no, no. Roast them. No, no, roast. no, 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 because we it's, roast it's, it's, on this leave show. It it's a leave sellout. It it's a sellout crowd. Ah, indeed, I know exactly who you're talking. Well, Shout out Sam good. Mays. He is he is great. Love Here's the guy. The but he he did he did say he was uh, essentially Adrian Peterson reincarnate. Which okay, is... no, and that's a good that's a good point. That that leads into my next point, right? Yeah. If you guys are gonna say that. that he needs to be judged with the Heisman frame in this season, that's absurd, right? And Jameson will say which is maybe a fair criticism. Oh, Ollie Gordon has been doing poorly because they've been having to rely on him a bunch. Right? I just pulled this up just to check. Adrian Peterson, in 2004, a legitimate running back Heisman contender season, was averaging almost eight more carries per game than Ollie Gordon is now, and he was still putting up numbers fine. That's what you see from a Heisman caliber, like, should be in the voting running back, right? You don't have durability issues where a guy is getting beat up in the Big 12 because he has to carry it, you know, on average 20 times per game. 
That's get out of here with that. That's good. That's really good in the scope of college football. But if you're going to put the Heisman frame on him, get out of here, right? He's like the running back version of Quinn Ewers, who uh, if he weren't playing in this game, I, I would like to see the line be Texas like minus 22. But Quinn Ewers is in fact playing. So give me Texas minus 15. This has got to be a battle of like the two most overhyped for no reason offensive players, maybe in college football, if that LSU quarterback didn't exist. I think about to Heisman, that Adrian probably. Peterson is just ridiculous to begin with. And saying that since he's not like Adrian Peterson makes him a bum is also ridiculous. You can't, but play you're talking about a running back, but again, like framing for the highs, you're talking about a running back who wasn't good enough. Like I, I guarantee if I pull up Reggie Bush's stats, but is he a year, bum? If you're even like having to consider this, like, no, he's not a bum. But you're he's not very good. No, no one back. is seriously considering Ollie Gordon for Heisman. Like he's probably not going to make the new, like New York, you would say. I, but I, I mean, you I, can't. Be you cannot say that, that a guy no, averaging no. twenty carries per game and He'll facing like durability issues is being overworked. Like statistically, well, that's his, not being overworked. His durability issues because he's overworked. Because no, but statistically, twenty carries a game is not over. Like I guarantee is that, that the average. Well, yes, I mean, the average is dipped average. down because they gave him four against South Alabama. Yeah, that's right. Because I was like, I know there's something that's taking that down because he's been like the 30s, like 30. Yeah, but even if you don't look at, even I, if you don't look at the average, Adrian Peterson had like a hundred more carries. And yeah, he started off the Ollie season Gordon. like where he only had seven, nine, and three. So, yeah, I mean, because he's, Mike Gundy, he's been as usual. 20s. Because Mike okay, Gundy, even, as usual, didn't realize he, were, he had gold right under his damn nose, and okay, that's why if, they're nine and three. If he were upper 20s, like it. 2004, Peterson had almost 100 more carries than Ollie Gordon does now. So, Adrian like, Peterson is the biggest if, like specimen yeah, of Ollie, a person who just you cannot talk about well, injuries. I, or I guarantee him, I pull this up. This dude returned back most effective and healthiest from an ACL injury out of any other player in the NFL ever. This it's, dude, it's, it's, I'll pull up. I'll pull up all, Reggie Bush. I, all, I can pull up all DeMarco like injury and health. Adrian Peterson does not like you cannot put him in a box. So comparing the way he did things versus another player is just not even fair. I mean, we're, we're essentially, yeah, we can't compare him with the greatest running backs of all time because he's not that. But he's but really good. Heisman, like, I'll pull up Derrick Henry stats. I'll pull up like no, people Derek want Henry's Heisman Heisman's created winner. equal. But that's yeah. exactly my point. Though, is people start to say, "Oh, he's Heisman level," then you compare him to Heisman players. Who, who's Heisman a running back player. that you guys can? Think I guarantee of compare him to Demarco Murray. I'll pull, up, I'll pull up Demarco Murray's stats right now. I guarantee he had more carries per game. I mean, he did have the numbers. Maybe, maybe, like he, he was not. putting up, he was putting numbers over his hottest stretch that of that surpassed some of Adrian Peterson's in freshman year. Just saying. Anyways, let's move on to our next game. Uh, it's our last one, the SEC Championship. It's the Alabama Crimson Tide, eleven and one, eight and four against the spread. They're taking on Georgia in Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta to take on the Bulldogs, uh, who are twelve and zero. Uh, five and seven against the spread. Georgia favored by five and a half here. You can find this one 3 p.m. Central on CBS. Last CBS game uh, in the SEC era. So that'll be, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Probably not emotional, but it's the last time you can hear that hear that music when you uh, watch an SEC game. So that's something, I guess. Ty, kick us off here. Who do you like? Look, this one, this is hard to do for me. There, there's so many factors at play here. I think 
on paper, everyone healthy, Bama wins this game outright. I also think that currently, as these teams are going to play, I got to go with the dogs. Kirby Smart is a very good coach. They built something tremendous there. They are a little bit healthier. I understand, you know, people are going, oh, they can't beat Alabama that many times, like in a row. Bama has not fallen off. I think Bama is, depending on what we see from them in this game, you know, they might be eliminated from the playoff. The playoff picture might get crazy if Bama wins this, but I like the dogs in this one. I understand that's kind of the safe bet, the easy bet. Jameson's going to hate me. I could see Alabama winning this one outright, but I think 75% of the time the dogs get the cover. So give me the dogs. This is the first time these two teams have played, believe it or not, since that uh, 2022 national championship game uh, in Indianapolis, because keep in mind, Never play in the regular season, and they don't play, uh, didn't play in the SEC championship last year. I'm gonna go with the dogs as well. Um, I feel like as a program, they have advanced past Alabama, past that state where they're both kind of similar. Um, I think Kirby Smart has, I, I don't want to say he's figured it out because that that championship win like was a big deal. It was different. Um, but this Alabama team isn't the same. They they they, they feel squishier. Uh, they I mean they're they're a fourth down miracle away from losing to Auburn. They don't feel the same. And yeah, Georgia at times has looked bad. They haven't looked great or not bad, but they don't look like they normally are. They don't look dominant. But when they stop playing with their with their food, they we've seen it time and time again. They rip the hearts out of their opponent. And to me, I I just haven't seen that out of Alabama. And I don't think they're capable capable of doing that against a Georgia team that hates their guts, that knows that Alabama is that standard. Kirby Smart's going to bring his A game here. I think Georgia's going to win this one big. Five and a half is the play. Mm-hmm. I've thought about it. This one's real. I've went back and forth on this. Obviously, whenever Ty brought up the odds, whenever it first opened that they both clinched this game, it came out at two and a half. He's like, slam Georgia. Completely agree with that. If you could have gotten the Georgia at two and a half, that seems so easy. When it goes up to five and a half, you know, Bobby, you mentioned it in this history. We've had some pretty close games, some competitive games. I just don't like the way this Alabama offense has competed versus really competitive, strong defenses this year to where I think they can keep up enough with Georgia and their ability to score the ball. I don't feel confident in this one. I've been putting on a big confident face for the whole podcast for all these picks, but this one, I I'm not cool with it, but I'm going to go ahead and go Georgia five and a half. Yeah, this one was hard for me too, but really what cemented it was last week when uh, Jaden Milrow is going off the field and he's screaming, give me my Heisman. And I'm like, my brother in Christ, you were benched this year at one point because of your horrible play. Like, you are not sniffing the Heisman. You're not going close to New York City. I think Georgia, like, people are going to point to, like, if you were going to go, like, oh, like, maybe they aren't as good last week versus Georgia Tech, a not good Georgia Tech team at all, but I just felt like they were running three, four plays every single down, like, they weren't throwing anything out there because they knew they could just beat that team, like, they just didn't have to show anything because 
Georgia's significantly better. And I just think Carson Beck, Carson Beck's legit. Like, he's not going to win the Heisman, but, like, he is a significant, significant upgrade uh, at quarterback from what they've had. Stetson Bennett, it's it's night and day. Like, this guy's incredible. They just don't have the same dogs on defense to make them, like, that truly, truly elite team. But this line just keeps sneaking up. Everybody has their faith on Georgia. I just feel like I got to back the big money here. So give me Georgia. All right, clean sleep for the dogs. Uh, pretty much, I mean, look, we've been in agreements for really every Power 5 championship game except for the Pac-12, where Jameson was an island boy on Washington. So it seems like we're all pretty, uh, pretty in line with everything here. But... Guys, that's it for this season of the weekend spread. Um, obviously, we'll have bowl picks as well, but those won't count. Um, but guys, I've really enjoyed oh, no. this year. What's wrong? What do you mean? I no. just realized I've just I've clinched the loss. No, you have not, Ty. No, we're Bobby and I are only different on two, and even if I win them both, then... <laughs> oh wait, you <laughs> have clinched the loss. <laughs> at, the, at the very worst, I do the loss with you. Yes. <laughs> what are you doing? You had an opportunity. He's not. Bo- he, he's oh, caught. Man. Not bo- I, this is poor, this is poor gamesmanship. Hey, show, this show is it poor, to everyone, Ty. This is poor gamesmanship for me because I was like, oh, I'm. I'm picking last, so. Oh yeah, oh, that's a tough. That's a tough. I, I had no. the timing wrong. I was like, that's if we tough. go down and we're not separated by three, I have to throw the last one. Oh, that, that's a tough one. one. Should have gone with the time. The camera right now. What you drinking from? It's Burger King. Oh yes, it <laughs> is. And you are gonna love that Whopper song. Oh, Whopper. <laughs> oh no, Jameson. That's what you. That's what you have on on deck, oh, isn't it? Oh, but there's much, much more to it, Bobby. Stay tuned. Oh no. Well, no, I I do not intend on losing. Ty, I I intend on that being a punishment. You yes. You face so alone. so let's break it down, listeners. So Bobby <laughs> and Ty have a chance to tie for the law, like the last place, if. Miami of Ohio loses to Toledo as an eight-point under. So if they don't cover the spread, is an eight-point dog. And then the other game that they are different is Liberty, New Mexico State, and Liberty for Ty is a ten and a half point favorite. So if Liberty it's comes down to Toledo, 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 Ohio, wait, wait, wait. Liberty. <laughs> New Mexico State. You're literally so going to crank New Mexico early. State now. Oh, and it's gonna be... there's, there's also two possibilities because Jameson and I are different on four. Yes. And we are also four apart. Yes. So there is there is also a scenario Wait, so there... both Jameson and I also... <laughs> so there's a chance where Jameson goes in the pit too. There's, there's Ty losing outright. <laughs> Ty and Bobby losing. Ty and Jameson losing. <laughs> Ty, you botched this so hard. Like on so many levels. Ty, oh my Ty, God. Ty screwed up by just give trying to special, do good let's at a, picking. Let's pull a Big 12 and change the rules. Give me the, give me the tie. Can we do that? Uh, Can we reinterpret the rules? Uh, I no, don't know. What, what, what would that even be? Not. Oh, I, I could no, give you a wild card we, for no, we for can't young. No, wait, wait. Didn't we young say? Boys? Didn't we you say can, you can wait, pick the young boys game straight wait, didn't, up? Didn't we already say that if we do have a tie, we're going to Army Navy? That's for the winner. It? That's for the winner for the person who gets to choose. The well, let's alarm. make it for the loser too. For the no, I want double losers because we had double dog losers one time. Okay. 
in the, the future, president what is we need, there. In the future, what we need to do to split tiebreakers is wildcard record. Now, now, because I think I I like the idea that we all tie at the end of the year and we all lose. That we doesn't all, mean you all win, wins, you all lose. Loses. It'd be funny if we both we, we all win. We all get the golden fedora, but also everybody has to punish <laughs> the punishment <laughs> too. <laughs> like together, together. Um, no, that's fun. But uh, guys, another great season. Um, always happy to do this with y'all. It's been a real pleasure to uh, do this with y'all every Wednesday. Uh, still got a couple Wednesdays with us with uh, or whatever days. We we haven't really figured out a, our bowl schedule yet, but. Um, Always a pleasure. Always a blessing to hang out with y'all. Really fun. Um, never, never. It's never not fun, and I never don't appreciate it. And I just, I, I really appreciate your time and your effort and all of these picks. I mean, maybe, maybe don't appreciate your effort as much whenever I'm trying to struggle to uh, not win uh, every week. But um, overall, always, always just a blast. Um, we've been grinding on this since you know preseason to now. It's it's crazy how fast it goes faster every year, um, but I'm looking forward to soaking up this last bit, bit of college football with y'all and uh, you know figuring out um, some fun stuff in the off season and you know uh, got a lot of cool stuff with the weekend spread next year that we'll we'll sort out. Blake, don't worry, we're not going to lock out the Big Twelve entirely. Uh, sure, sure. It always starts with a small peace offering and then it gets smaller and smaller each time. <laughs> At but that's what I gotta do. If y'all limit the slate to like mostly SEC games, I gotta go on y'all's turf, just beat you again, and then <laughs> we'll all be good. Because, <laughs> like, if you had to pick an SEC team, who would you pick? Oh, I don't know. I've been thinking about this because I'm like, I, I kind of have to, and you can't go like choose like Vandy just because you have nothing against them because you want to see something. So maybe that, maybe that might be a good off season pod. Y'all pitch me yeah. different teams. Or maybe y'all pitch me OU, and then I can determine whether I want to join or not. You're gonna, you're not gonna roll with Vander Blake. No, yeah, I don't Blake. think. They Blake would work rolls. well with the Commodore, uh, the Commodores. So, well, I mean, you do have ties to Texas A&M, kind of. Yes. So, like, that's that's a tough pull. I don't know uh, if I want to go full laggy though. No, and... don't do that. No, never go full laggy. Never. Yeah, you, you gotta be I... two percenter. And I don't think I could be a world beater. I, I definitely can't do Georgia. Can't side with Bama. So who knows? We, yeah, yeah I, there's a lot of, it's basically, it's so hard. I basically got to do a process of elimination and then I'll end up with one team because I have games against just about every single it's, one of them. It's going to be Florida Blake. He's going to be doing the, the that's what I'm saying. Florida, that's, it. that's it. He's a huge Blake, Florida Blake is Florida. If that makes too much sense. Yeah, he's going to have an AR-15 jersey. I, oh that's, my god, it's perfect. Uh, that I I was going through my head. I was like, that's probably the one I hate the least. Like I don't really have any gripes against this. Gator so. Blake. That's funny. Um, but yeah, it, y'all. Final final words on the weekend spread before we wrap this thing up. I am so excited to make your alarm clock, Bobby. Just wait. Just wait. No, it's, it's going to be happening. a beautiful concoction. There is a scenario. Let me break it down for you. Um, I know so, it exists. I know it exists. And it the, has, I have to run the table essentially with it, but it's okay. Six games essentially have to all go a certain way. So if Liberty covers the spread versus New Mexico State, Toledo covers the spread, and then also Appalachian State covers the spread, Washington covers the spread, Boise State covers the spread, and that's it. That is it. 
so yeah bobby doesn't no. lose in that scenario though that would be tie right mm -hmm. am i wrong on that what are you jameson is so confused we are, just looking we are not jameson, smart you, enough to do this jameson you and i and you and i being that. on new mexico state together means that tie would be last see this is why because this is why we should book. have number two punishment as well because then jameson will be locked into like two different scenarios where he's losing and now, then, all like, I all I've got to do, all I've got to do is beat Blake. So therefore, I've got to make up three games versus him. Yeah. And so, if the the Liberty one, I I can lose that one. That's fine because Blake and I are both on New Mexico State. So the big ones are the ones where I'm on the island. Yes, and so I'd be well, Washington. You can't beat me though, Jameson. But then we go into Army can... Navy. Then we go into Army and then Navy. you go into Army Navy and try to beat him there. Okay, okay, mm -hmm. that makes sense. But what happens uh, if we pick the same in Army Navy? No, no, because okay. we do a secret it's score pick behind the scenes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Where we don't know. We both. Oh, it's a score. Either. Oh, it's a score pick. Okay, I didn't realize. Things, yeah. I thought it was yeah, against. Yeah. Yeah. And that's that's confusing, considering we're on the show called The Weekend Spread, and we're now just well, well, well. Scores, it, but it, if no, both of us pick opposite spreads, then you keep it like that. But if we both pick the score, there has to be a second tiebreaker okay. to it. Okay, gotcha. Uh, fair. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, um, that's the show. I, I'm guessing nobody else has anything to say. Uh, no, it's it, been anyone? a great season. I love being able to chop it up with all of you every single Wednesday. The good thing is we're going nowhere. We still got bowls, and bowls are exciting. They're a little bit unpredictable nowadays with all the opt-outs and other crazy things, but they are still fun. The passion still gets going. We can still talk about the teams that we hate, the teams that we love. And then before you know it, rolling around the corner, and I know it's a long ways away, but it's sooner than you know it, the March Madness pod, one of my favorite one of the year. So I am I am excited. It's it's one of those things. It's sad when this ends, but we have so many fun things that we do in the off season and past just conference championship week that I know we'll be on the pod soon. Together, yeah. all four of us again. Yeah. And we'll we'll try to find more ways to get us all together because I think this is always fun. Uh Ty, any final words? No, I think I think we've exhausted them. I think we definitely have exhausted them. Um, and look, there are probably not a lot of uh, viewers or listeners still left at this point after we had a robust conversation about tiebreakers. In no, that's what the people want to hear. Clearly, people want to know the alarm clock. They watch college football for weekend spread results. That's let's just be let's just be upfront. Uh, but no, um, I wanted to thank y'all, the listeners, for following with us uh, every single week. Uh, it's been great seeing your comments from folks like, uh, you know, <laughs> Lord King Big Nuts <laughs> and Timothy. You know, like it's just always always fun seeing this thing roll along and build more of a following year after year after year. And uh, we appreciate y'all um, allowing us to be a part of your college football season. We hope it really helps add a little bit of flavor, a little bit of pop, uh, because this is the greatest sport on the planet. I, I love it more than any like I love it more than any sport hands down it it's special because of the fans because of the passion because of the weird stuff that we love to just bring up and celebrate and we love we we love that we found a bit of an audience with people who also love that so uh thank you guys for watching us uh this entire season and look the off season we will be here as well we will keep this thing going uh if you're here for if you're a big 12 fan uh, we'll still give lots of love to the Shield, lots of love to the Big 12 as well. We aren't going anywhere. We are going to focus on this region of, of uh, college football because we do love it. And even though the SEC is changing a lot, that won't change. We can spread. 
Schooner Pod ain't changing much. So, anyways, for me, Jamison, Ty, and Blake, Boat and Blake, this has been the Weekend Spread. Thank you all all so much for listening to us this entire season. And we will see you for bowl season. Have a good one. Good luck out there, everyone.